Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Bear Cave studio for another broadcast of the Sports Frenzy podcast. The Frenzy. With me, your host, Freddy Aloso, with my co-host, Joey U. What's going on, Joe? What's up, buddy? How's everything hanging? It's early, so I'll give you a pass on the early stumble. <laughs> it's early as hell, yeah, man. We're down here hanging out with our coffee, getting ready to give you guys some... Uh, breakdown of this week's this week in sports yeah i got the insta coffee what you messing with i got the cheap a little bit of folders okay that's fine i needed something quick if i could get it in the ib vet ib bag i would just like a permanent drip it'd be perfect all right so let's jump into this one we got ufc 231 tonight december 8th ortega holloway and shashenko Drinchechek. Yeah, we're gonna. Uh, I can pronounce two out of the four fighters. So <laughs> Holloway and Ortega. Yeah, there we go. There I could go. do Ortega and Holloway. The other two is all up to you. Yeah. So, I think that Ortega Holloway fight. I think it's gonna be a tough one for, um, for Holloway. Ortega's no slouch. Dude's up and coming. He's tearing up the division. And he's he's willing to fight anybody. Like I know yeah. in New York, he was ready to jump in and go against Khabib when Connor threw that um, dolly through the window. So I'm gonna go Ortega. And for that Joanna Shevchenko fight, Joanna's coming off two losses to Rose, and Rose beat that ass. And she still yeah. hasn't. I, I want to say mentally recovered from that because she's still talking like she's the goat. And she's the greatest woman fighter of all time. So I'm going to go Shevchenko on that one. Yeah, I think me and you are definitely in agreement on both fights. I, I love Ortega. Uh, the few fights that I have seen of him, um, especially, I don't know if it was last fight or the fight before that when he caught the man with, the, uh, with that elbow. When, oh. when uh, they were exchanging close range and he turned around and, and caught him with that elbow. He, uh, I really enjoy watching him fight. I just hope this fight actually takes place because... With the injury history of Holloway, he know, you know, he might slip on some ice on the way to the arena. Into the arena, yeah. So far, so good. They they all made weight. They're all ready to go. So we'll see. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, I'm still I'm still coming down off the high from the Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder fight. Let me get your take on that real quick. I mean, we we saw it fight. ended in a in a draw. Yeah. Do you think it was a draw? So here's my thing. I've always had a problem with... I love boxing. I love watching good boxing fights. But I always had a problem when it goes to the judges because I feel like the judges normally get it wrong. Um, So, yes, Deontay Wilder landed the the two more significant blows, uh, especially that last knockdown. I mean, I don't know. You've seen the memes and uh, you've heard Deontay Wilder's... uh, Basically, he was just confused as to how Fury even got off the mat. But I think Fury won that fight. Yeah, I think so, too. Fury looked like Undertaker getting up in that 12th round. Like the exactly. bells rang and he popped right up. Exactly. And Deontay, you know, like I said, he landed the two sexier of the blows. But most of the fight, he was getting outboxed. I mean, most of his most of his hits uh, throughout the fight, he was either missing or hitting glove. There was very few times that he caught him flush. I mean, when he did... 
you know, calling LeBron's bomber for a reason. He laid him out. But I think even if you give him those 10-8 rounds, which is how they should have been scored, I think Fury wins that fight. Um, the only good thing is that it ended in a draw, so you know that means that they're going to fight again. Drawback being, we don't get to see the Joshua fight because you know he's going to stay in hiding and let them let them fight it out again for at least one more fight before he comes he comes into the ring. So it's either going to be the USA versus the Brit or two Brits versus each other. So I think, though, either way, either one of these guys destroys Joshua. I don't see anything I, being close. I mean, I'll, I'll be interested to see it. You know, you're used to losing bets against me, so when that fight comes around, we might have to stir something up. <laughs> Bring it on. I ain't scared. I'm, we'll get to it later, but I'm four games back. I dropped a couple games last week. I ain't scared. I'm sorry. Uh, your mic cut out. Uh, how many games? Four. Four. Oh, four games. I see. I see, Fred. You know you know the season's almost over, right? We still got three weeks. I'll take that Super Bowl jersey in a schmedium, please. <laughs> from Baby Gap? Is that where we're getting it from? No, I prefer Carter's. It's higher quality. Nice. Nice. Oshkosh, a little step up there. Oshkosh Bagash. Okay, keep it moving. What we got? We got next. All right, we got MLB trades and signings this week. We have Baron Corbin. Not Baron Corbin. Sorry. (laughs) That's my WWE podcast coming through. We had Corbin sign with the Nets. We had the Mariners in the midst of a huge fire sale, getting rid of Cano and Diaz to the Mets and Segura to the Phillies. We had Paul Goldschmidt get traded to the Cardinals. And we had Evaldi re-sign with the Sox. Shout out to Gordy because he always stays hitting us up with all this info. Keeps us up to date. And uh, I still don't think, I still don't want the Yankees to get Machado. But that's just me. Yeah, I mean, we all know that Machado's a talented player. I just feel like with some of, some of his, his on-field antics as far as playing a little dirty, you know, stepping on players while he's running through the bag and saying he's not going to hustle down first base. I mean, I think it's crazy to me that in a contract year, you're going to play in the World Series yeah. and you're still not going to hustle. Like, at, at that point, what what position would you have to be in in which you found it a necessity to hustle? Yeah. You know, because m- most of these players that are not quote-unquote hustle players, once that money contract year comes up, all of a sudden, you know, they got an extra pep in their step. They're hustling. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. If you're, you're telling me if I run these, you know, if I run the first base for a year, it's the difference between. And it probably won't be for him because he's still going to get his money because he's that damn good. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he could have cost himself 60, 70, 80 mil. I mean, at the end of the day, he might still get it, but he might not get it from the team he wanted to go to, which we all know is the Yankees. So I think it would have been in his best interest if he just shut his mouth and wasn't so honest uh, with that reporter when he told him that he's not Johnny Hustle. And um, I think he would have already been in a Yankees jersey if he would have just put some pep in that step. I think personally, I think he still winds up in a Yankees jersey. Um I just think it's going to come at a more of a discount than it um, originally was going to be. I'm not mad at that. And if you look at how the Yankees have been moving, I mean, supposedly they didn't even put an offer in um, to Corbin. I know 
I know when it first came out, they were talking about how the Yankees missed on him. And from all the reports, they were interested in him. But once it got to a certain price, they were like, nah, I'm good. And they did the same thing with Evaldi. So clearly, they have a plan and they have certain numbers that if you don't fall in line, they don't really, they're not going to write a blank check like they used to. They're going to move on and they're going to go to plan B, C, whatever that may be. I'll tell you right now, you guys hear it first on the Sports Frenzy podcast, the Frenzy. Yanks will sign Machado. They'll trade Sonny Gray. And somehow they'll find a way to bring uh, Corey Kluber over from the Indians. From the Indians? Yeah. Well, they just they just read up on one of their pitchers. Um, yeah, Carrasco? Yeah, so I, I, he's, definitely, he's definitely staying. And Sonny Gray, I mean... When they when they originally traded for him, since then he hasn't really pitched well. So he's maybe New York it just isn't for him, and he needs a fresh start. So I could definitely see them trading him. Uh, I was hoping. I mean, I know they still love Bird, but Goldschmidt was one of those players that yes. I thought would have really been a nice fit at first base. I agree. And he, yeah, and he goes to the Cards. I mean, again, I don't I don't know what they would have had to give up to get him in return but I think that would have been nice it's funny because the Yankees are the Yankees so their 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 team name is brought up I feel like agents bring them up you know in every position because they know they're one of the teams with the most money and they use it as like a, a tool to to kind of combat these other teams because once the Yankees are involved history has shown that the price starts to get jacked up so who knows who they were really in on, who they weren't in on, who they were hot on, and who they weren't. True. All right, let's jump into it. We had NBA trade this week between the Cavs and the Bucks. We had Della Vadova and Henson going back. And we had George Hill and um, I forget who the second player was in that trade heading back to um, Milwaukee. What did you think of that one? I mean, is it really going to matter at the end of the day? No. Yeah. I mean, Dylan Mendova goes back to Cleveland where he was uh, – it's funny. You go from one player like Machado with all the talent in the world that doesn't want to hustle, and then you talk about Dylan Mendova, who obviously he's in the he's league. So I'm not one of those guys. I'm not one of those guys that says, oh, he's in the league, but he's whack. Like obviously the guy can can lace him up and hoop. But uh, that's that's the name of his game is, is hustle. So he'll be back in Cleveland. They'll still still lose a whole bunch of games. DeAndre Fox last night gave them, I think it was like thirty and ten. Um, so I think for the Bucks they get a solid veteran backup point guard in George Hill come off the bench. Sometimes he's big enough to play the off guard. Although I don't know how him and Bledsoe would work right. together on the court at the same time, but it'll be interesting to see. I, I, like I said, I think it's a it's a depth move on. Uh, um, um, both sides. I, the biggest trade still, and I'm looking at him right now in Sports Center. Jimmy Butler is is, is still balling yep. for the Sixers, and it looks like they made one hell of a trade. He had 38.6 rebounds and six assists last night. Yeah, they're killing it, man. And then you had LeBron kind of say Melo would be a good fit in the Lakers, and then you had the Lakers front office saying. That's a no-go. So. Oh, Mello. What can we say about Mello? Uh, listen, 
it, it is what it is. It's sad because Melo, Melo at one point in time was one of the best offensive players in the league. But they're getting younger, stronger, faster. He's getting older, slower, and can't shoot as well. Yeah, I mean, he his shot hasn't been falling. I don't know. I'm tired of the Mellow fans trying to make excuses for him. Like, I don't know how many teams he has to go to before they can finally just look in the mirror and say it's Mellow. Right. Like, towards the end of his Knicks tenure, they were blaming the Knicks, which to some degree is true. They got him out of there. Still didn't look that good. I mean, Houston, he looked terrible. And in OKC, I mean, they're playing better basketball with him not on the court now this year. And I think a lot of it has to do on the on the defensive side of the ball. He's just yeah. never been, he's been never been known as a defensive stalwart. So having him off the court and having somebody in there that can play a little bit more three and D, which is what a lot of the wings in this league do, unless you're uber athletic, which we all know, he can't get over a phone book anymore. So yeah. I haven't seen him play the ball in years. I mean, no, like I said, no disrespect. I love watch. I loved watching him play, especially his early Nuggets days. You know, when people actually had the audacity to try and put him and LeBron in the same sentence. Yeah. Those were those were the funny days. And then yeah. we'll jump into the NCAA playoff. You got Alabama and what is it Oklahoma? Uh, Oklahoma and Georgia. Notre Dame and Clemson. Yes. Yeah. You had Urban Meyer saying he's done after this year. The Rose Bowl is going to be his last game. And on a happy note for us Hurricane fans, we got uh, we got the Hurricanes versus Wisconsin in the Pinstripe Bowl, which is close to us. Yeah. The also will be in the building. Yeah. So pump for that. Yeah, one out of two. You know, I, I tried to yeah. make it. But we, tr- we tried to get Joe down there, but... Uh, yeah, you know, I went to that Philly-Washington game, and then I'm going to California this week, so my, my pockets have to do a little recuperating. Yeah, I feel you. But uh, I'll definitely be... I'll be watching the game. And then, um, yeah, the the playoffs, who you th- who you think is going to win? I mean, I know everyone's betting on Alabama. Do you see any team that could possibly come up and, and give them a run for their money? Clemson's defense is the only thing that I think can really stop Bama. They've done it in the past. They've got some monsters up front on that front line. I think they would be the hardest challenge for them. But I still think Bama with Tua, a healthy Tua, I think they roll on that one. Oh, I see what you did there. No pun intended with the roll tie. All right, Fred, I get it. Roll (laughs) top. Yeah, some hurricane fan you are. No, but uh, the only teams that I've seen – sorry, they got Lincoln Financial Field. You know they're playing the Navy-Army game at Lincoln Financial Field? I had no idea. They play it there every year. Every year. I had no idea. That's like news to me. That's crazy. All right, Army-Navy's every year there. Listen, you know what? Whatever. It is what it is. I just figured that out. Slow to the race. But – the only quarterbacks that have given Alabama trouble, if you can even call it trouble, is ones that are a little bit mobile. Yeah. So I, so I think while Clemson as a team can give them a lot of trouble, I would like to see Kyle Murray go against that defense. 
Well, that's game I one. That's going to be a good game. Yeah, yeah. Now, listen, don't get me wrong. Their defense can't stop a cold. So Alabama's going to be able to throw up points. But I'll be interested to see if two is at 100%. Because while I do think Jalen Hurts is a good player, I'm not sure, even though he had a game-winning drive against Georgia, which must have felt great for him because he got benched last year playing Georgia, you've seen him struggle at times. I mean, the defense is trash, so he might not struggle. He probably won't struggle. And you'll probably laugh at me when they win by 30. But... (laughs) I think uh, I think Oklahoma has a chance to put a lot of points on the board, yeah. and uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, like at the end of the day, Alabama is head and shoulders above everybody else. But I wouldn't mind, you know, seeing an upset make things interesting. Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting one. Then we we've got our bread and butter, what we love. We're coming to a close on the regular season. We got three weeks left. We'll, we'll start it out with the historical night of the man-child that is Derrick Henry. Wow. Two, 238 yards, four touchdowns, and some stiff arms that I feel like the Jacksonville Jaguars are still feeling this morning. Bro, I was, I was standing up, right, watching the game, yeah. like doing stuff around the house. When I saw that run, I felt like he stiff-armed me to the point where I had to sit down. I took a seat. You know, I felt out of breath, and I had to rewatch that run about four or five times. It was insane, man. It was insane. It was bananas. Like, normally you see – well, first of all, you don't see those runs ever because, mm-hmm. as they said in the broadcast, that's only the second time it happened. Tony Dorsett was the first. But generally speaking, when you see a back break into the open field like that, and they get, whatever, an 80-plus yard touchdown. It's usually, you know, a busted assignment. They, uh, like Adrian Peterson did to us on that Monday night game, they find a hole and just outrun everybody to the uh, end zone. This man looked like he was jogging out there, just inviting people to come and try and tackle him. Come over here. Bye. Yeah. He was was that bully at the playground that was like, come here. You get a stiff one. He was out there like Oprah, like Oprah you know, just yeah. handing him out. <laughs> and you get one. And you. Yeah. It was nuts, man. Dude's a monster. My problem is, if you're the Jags defense and you was talking all that, like Jalen Ramsey did not shut up this offseason, just talking about how great he and his team is. There was a couple of those runs, including obviously the touchdown run. When he got to the second level, they didn't want no smoke. Nope. Their linebackers, while they're fast, are small. Miles Jack got tossed at the end of that play. And I don't even think, like, Derrick Henry didn't even want to do him like that. He just he just yeah. was like, excuse me, bam, <laughs> just slapped him. Uh, although the AJ, uh, the only one I give a pass on that is AJ Bouye. Because that was kind of, he kind of got caught in the face mask. He got a little face mask on that, yeah. If you got someone 300, almost a Twinkie away from 300, grabbing at your face mask, I can see why the tackle would be hard. But the other ones, I don't know. I don't know if you noticed, but they all went up high. Yeah, you can't go high on him. No, you no you can't even go. You got to go at the ankles. You go yeah. at the thighs, and he gonna run right through your face mask. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the, the Cardinals 
Cardinals. Whoa, we're Titans. I don't know where the Cardinals came from. Titans laid the, t- Titans laid the, the smackdown on the Jazz. Yeah, it's because you got the shirt on, you gazy ass Yankees fan. Hey, I'm just playing. It's my, it's my boy Molina. Uh, okay, there's like 30 of them in the league, but uh, <laughs> pick that Molina. But uh, yeah, Titans Titans killed the Jags. Do you think the Jags are gonna blow it up? Like, I think they have to. I don't know if I don't know if you completely blow it up, but I think Ramsey's gone at the end of the year. That'd be interesting. I think well, they've came out and say it that uh, Bortles is out too. I like that southern accent. Is it because he he played at UCF? I see. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Well played. So touche, sir. I just so can you explain this to me? Obviously, the, the 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 people there, including Tom Coughlin, know way more football than we could ever. They forgot more than we know. Right. You get what I'm saying? How can they not see that Bortles wasn't the answer? And you threw stupid money his way for no reason. I mean, even irregardless, like the quarterback is going to make money. We've all seen it. Sam Bradford made a lot of money at uh, with us right. when we resigned. Like the quarterback, if you if you can stand in the pocket and deliver the ball. You are going to get paid. I can sit here and name their Brock Osweilers of the world that get that money. How many backups have two or three good games in their contract year and then someone overpays for them? I think you're seeing it with Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Like, does Kirk Cousins really scare you this year? No. No. And he's got tons of weapons. He's got Thielen, Diggs, Cooks, uh, Rudolph. And he doesn't it, – It to me, it looks like money that, okay, he, they could have spent half that and kept the quarterback situation the same that they had last year. And I think got similar, if not better, production. Right. I agree with you, man. I feel like uh, Cousins hasn't won you enough games to justify that money this year to come out and say, oh, yeah, he was worth, you know, $60 million guaranteed up front and whatever it was. But – so yes, they know more than we do. I want your opinion on something, right? Yeah. I'm watching the Jags game, and I don't know if it's the NFC East in me, but you know, you know who the Jags, the Jags remind me of. So, so bear with me, right? The Jags took Leonard Fournette, who everyone knew was a stud, right? right. In the draft high, when they could have taken Mahomes or somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. So they were stuck with a, a shitty quarterback situation. Right. Good defense, great running back. You know who that reminds me of? That reminds me of the Giants. Oh, I thought Not you were going to say that reminds you of the Giants because they still have Eric Flowers on that no, offensive no, no. line. No, no, no. He's a, he's a – God rest his NFL soul. But, <laughs> you know – if any of these quarterbacks in a couple years, if we're talking about Darnold, Mayfield looks like, you know, he's legit. Wakes up dangerous, got, man. Huh? He wakes up feeling dangerous. Yeah, exactly. And you got Josh Allen and, you know, the, the other quarterbacks that were taken in this draft. If in a couple of years you're looking at the Giants in a situation where they still don't have a quarterback, but they stuck, but they took a star running back, I mean, that's going to be the same position they're in unless they – they, they find their quarterback this draft or, or find one a free agency 
But I just think that there's a lot of parallels with those two teams. They're both going to have stud running backs, and I don't care how good your running back position is, name me a running back that's won a championship for their team. It's true. It's true, man. They're the Giants South, basically. Yeah, so. Without the great receiving core. Because the Giants got a, a pretty damn good receiving core. Giants have a great receiving core. You know, I hope that they see this little, you know, the success that they're having right now. Mm-hmm. I hope they feel like they can get another year out of Eli Manning, and they skip on a quarterback again because that would be fun. I think he's done. I think either Flacco or maybe Derek Carr come up north to the Giants. I can see. Yeah, I can just see the Ravens point. moving on and uh, keeping Lamar Jackson. In. It's just Lamar Jackson and his, the style he plays with kind of worries me. You know, he's yeah. he's slight a build. He runs around. So hopefully he can stay healthy because he's definitely an electric player to watch for sure and then we had the whole kareem hunt situation last week we were off last week but uh we had that whole situation where you got some nfl officials saying that it's worse than the ray rice situation i personally don't think so because the ray rice situation was something bananas i don't think it was to that level it's still reprehensible i don't agree with it he should have handled himself way differently considering his position and just being a man you don't put your hands on a woman it's just you know beyond reproach but to compare those two i don't think it's i don't think it's on that level of ray rice yeah so here's my thing right and i know i know you said levels and i know you not that you didn't mean it, but like in my personal opinion, I think what he did and whenever a form of domestic violence or assault on a woman from a male happens, right. I don't I don't even like comparing the two. You know what I'm saying? Because right. at that point, when that line is crossed, there there is no comparison that's even needed. Like, I'm not going to sit there and say that was worse than that. Than that. Right. That's true. Once, once you lay your hands on a female as a male, that's it. You're toast. You know, yeah. so I don't even want to get into, well, you know, Ray Rice knocked her unconscious. The other girl got up. Ray Rice dragged her out of the elevator. Yeah. And said, you know, and, and, and the other girl was able to walk away from it. OK. You know, at the same time, there was four or five people trying to hold Kareem Hunt back. And he still managed to do what he did. I'm happy that there was people there. You know what I'm saying? If there wasn't. It would have been Because if it wasn't, who knows how far that situation could have escalated. Very true. So it's sad to see. I mean, it, it's it's hard to, you know, you, you have to talk about the football aspect of it because he is a great player. But I think the, the Chiefs did the right thing in, in cutting him. Uh, I think what, what also bothers me is the fact that he, all right, you did it. It's terrible, but the fact that you can lie to your head coach about it, yeah. you can lie to your general manager about it. Knowing there's tape, so they're going to yeah. see what happens anyways. It, for me, it takes a certain type of, and I'm going to call it what it is, I think it takes a certain type of monster yeah. to be able to do something like that and then look another man in the face and say, bro, I don't know what you're talking about. That never happened. Yeah, you're bugging on that. Yeah, Like, like you have to be on some type of cloud nine 
to feel that that tape's never going to come out. And I think the and I'm tired, yo, I am tired of the NFL sweeping things under the rug. Like, why can't you, you, you're a multi-billion dollar organization. You don't have one person up there smart enough to say, hey, maybe we should get ahead of this. Yeah. Like they had, the, if TMZ had the resources. February. Bro, if TMZ has the resources to get that video, there's no reason the NFL couldn't have got it. If the NFL was smart, they would have got that video. They would have suspended him for it. You don't even have to air the video. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying you have to sit there and, and, and air the video and say, oh, well, this is what he did. No. Say, this is what we... This is what we know for sure happened. We're going to suspend him now. And they really need to revamp that because the fact that, you know, you only get suspended six games for something like that is yeah. it's it's, it's crazy to me. The fact that you can you can smoke a blunt and get suspended four games or curb stomp on a woman's face and get only two games more, I don't know. I don't think that, that punishment is justifiable and i'm sure if you ask women they say the same thing i completely agree with you um we had injuries this week aj green is out for the season greg olson out colt mccoy sucks for him that was a a tough injury for him to get in the game against that you were at tough son of a gun though he played a couple plays with that broken fibula let me tell you i was i didn't even know he broke it he walked off the field he looked pissed that he was walking off, but if I had a broken fibula, I'd be in the fetal position, and he's out there still trying to play. Yeah. James Connors out for a week, it looks like, and Landon Collins is, Landon Collins is done for the year. That's a tough blow to that giant secondary. But we'll see. We're going to save this next one for two weeks when Joey comes back on the show. So get ready for it. You'll get our discussion on the MVP race between Drew Brees and what I think is the second, if not right up there for one, Pat Mahomes. Yeah, not to give away too much, but if you check the audio archives, I think you know where I'm leaning, and I've been leaning all season. But that's that's besides the point. So I'm assuming that means you want to get into these picks and you want my lead to grow. I want your lead to diminish, but we'll wow. run through these. We'll run through these picks. We also another <clears throat> tease for when Joey comes back from vacation. I'll I'll throw up an episode next week to keep you guys, you know, up to date with sports stuff and everything of, along those lines. But you got a couple new football leagues popping up. You got To and. Uh, Who's it? Ricky Williams bringing in the Freedom Football League in the spring. You know we going to be legal in that. Oh, 100% it is. And then you got the XFL coming back in 2020. So we'll get into those more as we know where teams are going to be, um, team names, so on and so forth. But we'll give you guys just a little tease on that. And then we're jumping right into our picks, Joe. Let's run uh, through these. Listen, Let's I, give the fans listen, what they want right? so they hold can on, see also make just, his comeback. I just want you to witness this, right? My sheet is blank. You see that? You know what this is called? This is called confidence. <laughs> blank. You see, 
you probably got notes on there. You've got you've got stats on there. My lead is gonna grow with this blank piece of paper. I just got the team names and the point spread. Courtesy of me. Yeah. Putting okay, in that that's besides the point. I had to print it out. You know. <laughs> All right. So let's run through these. We both picked the Titans on Thursday night, so that's that's that one. Bills Jets. You got the Bills at a minus three and a half. I got the Bills on this one. I'm going with my Buffaloes. You know what? I'm not going to lie. I'm going with Buffalo, too. I think their defense, oh, it pains me to say it, but their defense is legit. Um, I think Josh Allen, while he has shown accuracy issues, he's doing a real good job running the ball, running around, making plays with his legs. And I just think that the Jets are the Jets. They really don't do nothing for me. I mean, I think they have a few good pieces, and we'll see how they develop. But, yeah, I got the Bills at home. All right, we got the Panthers and the Browns in a pick em. I'm going to go Browns. I got a feeling Baker's going to wake up dangerous. Bounce back from last week. And um, the Panthers have been a, on a little bit of a stumble. They just bit. lost Greg Olson. Well, a lot of bit of a stumble. There we go, a lot of bit. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I was actually going to I'm going to go Browns on that one. Yeah, I thought I was going to pick up a game here. I thought I, you were going to lean Panthers, and I was going to be able to uh, pick the Browns and a pick them. Um, I will say this. We need to work on getting drops because I would like that dangerous one as a drop for whenever we pick the yes. Browns games. That would be pretty dope. Um, that would be pretty official. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to go with the Browns here too. I think the Panthers are, you know, they're sliding. Greg Olson, unfortunately, like you said, is out. Um, Browns at home. We'll see what they, if they can pick up a W. I'm going to go with the Browns, too. Got you. We got Falcons, Packers. They got the Packers at a minus six. I'm going to go Falcons coach. before you see it. Excuse me. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to go Falcons. Falcons. I was going Falcons, too. I think there's too much going on in that Packers locker room right now. New head coach. Mike McCarthy being fired. I think it's just going to be um, – Kind of a shit show for the rest of the season going on for them. Yeah. I just don't like the point spread. I think the minus six is a little too high for me. Right. Um, I think the Falcons will be able to move the ball and score. And like you said, who knows how that Packer locker room. I know I, I still expect Rodgers to be Rodgers because, come on, that's what great players do. When adversity hits, they still go out there and ball. But they have a lot of young players on that team, and I don't know how they're going to adjust to all of this all of this pandemonium with the coaches being fired. You got assistant coaches being fired because they're questioning Rogers' leadership. So I think, I think the Falcons will will cover that game. All right, then we got Chiefs at or Ravens at Chiefs. Chiefs at minus eight and a half. I'm going. Chiefs yeah, I'm going Ravens. You're going Ravens. I'm all going right. Ravens on this one, man. Um, I'm a believer in their defense. I know the Chiefs are going to be able to put up points. Okay. But I feel like eight and a half is a big number. I, I feel like the Ravens defense will come up, come, come to play. Because I, I feel that the Ravens are a team that is just tired of hearing how good all these other AFC teams are. And they're, they're not mentioned. I think yes. Lamar Jackson brings another dynamic to the, to, the, to the run game, which is what the Chiefs ultimately struggle with. Right. Um, so while the Chiefs are at home and I expect them to to, to play well, I think the game will be uh, closer than an eight and a half 
than the eight and a half that's being given. So I'm gonna go Ravens. Gotcha. Patriots at Dolphins. Wait, what you going? I'm going Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs right. eight and a half. Say, say it with your chest. I didn't hear you. You whispered it. I'm going Patriots here. They're taking the points. Patriots eight and a half at Miami. So you're taking the Patriots? Yes, sir. So that's what you're doing there. Some Bills fan. Okay. So I got the Patriots as well. I know the Dolphins, for whatever reason, the Dolphins play the Patriots really, really well in Miami. Um, but I think the Patriots know that, and I think you know how Belichick is. I think he's going to step on their throat if he gets the chance to. So I'll take the Patriots and the points. All right, then you got the Saints at Bucks. Saints nine and a half. That point spread does scare me. Nine and a half right. is a lot of points. But the Saints just got their asses reamed out by the Cowboys. I think they're going to come back and look to, you know, reestablish their offense. Right. Show people that, that that was just an enigma more than anything else. So I'm going to take the nine and a half and, and go with the Saints. I'm going with you on that one. I'm going to Saints. I think they're going to they're gonna make an example of the Bucks. Then you got Giants at Redskins. Redskins at a minus two and a half. I'm going to go Giants here. I'm taking that. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go Giants. I don't trust Mark Sanchez. So. Yeah. Then we I got the Giants Colts. At Texans, Texans that are minus four and a half. Yeah, I'm going with the Texans at home. Same here. I think uh, the Colts, they got a, a lot of injuries on that line. And Ebron's not 100%. T.Y.'s not 100%. It's going to be a difficult go for them that day. And they just got shut out. So, I mean, I don't know why the Texans keep getting disrespected. I know they started the season, you know, 0-3, but they've won every game since. So. Yeah. Then start at four o'clock. Bengals at Chargers minus fourteen for the Chargers. Damn, I'm going Chargers here. Yeah, I'm, take, I'm taking the Chargers. I got a feeling they're gonna roll. You're gonna need them to roll. And if Dalton was playing, I'd take the Bengals. Who's their quarterback now? Jeff, Jeff Driscoll, right? I believe so. Yeah, and yeah. no AJ Green, I believe. Oh, yeah, and they're out, A.J. Green. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chargers. (laughs) Broncos at Niners, and you got the Broncos at a minus six. I'm going Broncos here. I know that Broncos defense is good. I know Lindsey can run the ball. I don't know why I feel like the 49ers can make that game close, but I know they have a lot of injuries. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Broncos. I want to go with the 49ers just because Emmanuel Sanders is out now too. Yeah. But that Broncos that Broncos defense is no joke. And at the end of the day, the 49ers, as, even though their third-string quarterback has played well, I, uh, if I'm not mistaken, their top two receivers are out. Yeah. Uh, they're running back. They have a backup running back now playing. So that will be interesting to see how he performs. He played well last week. But I'm going to go with the Broncos. Eagles at Cowboys. And they got the Come Cowboys on. at a minus four. Don't well, you, you haven't been picking your Eagles, so I don't know. I don't I know where you're going. Last week? The week before that, you did it. Uh, they played the Saints. Do you remember <laughs> how that turned out? Yes, I do. Who you got okay, here? Great. I cannot watch this game and not pick the Eagles. So this might be a chance to actually get a game because I think it's going to be a very close game. 
but yeah, I'm going with the Eagles. Yeah, I'm gonna take I think the they come into the sure. Cowboys with something to prove, and if they win this game, they're technically for tied for first, which is something I didn't think I'd be saying. So I'm going to go with the Eagles and hope they can go into Jerry's world and punch him in the mouth. I'm going to go Cowboys on this one just because I'm trying to get some games on you. So I'm going You're Cowboys. Not talk about how you showed up to work in a Redskins hat the week before, though, right? I so did. I did because you were going to the game. I did. you're a hater. <laughs> Steelers, Raiders. Steelers at a minus 11 with no James Conner. No James Conner. I don't really care. Steelers? I'm still going. Yeah, I'm still going with the Steelers. I just don't trust the Raiders. I don't trust the Raiders, and I think the Steelers are going to look to uh, – They had, let's face it, that, that Chargers game was in the bag. You know, I went to sleep feeling like I wasn't going to win that game. Then I woke up. And I was like, oh, friend must be tight. Then we yeah. got Lions, Cardinals. Lions at a minus one and a half. I'm going yeah, go to go Cardinals here. Yeah, same thing. Dude, you're not going to make up any games. You keep <laughs> this up. All right. Sunday night game, Rams at Bears. Rams at a minus four. It's going to be probably cold in Chicago. Interested yeah. to see how Goff and uh, the boys play over there. But I'm going to go Rams. I'm going same. I'm going to go with the Rams on this one. And then you got the Monday night game, Vikings at Seahawks. And they got the Seahawks at a minus three. Which is basically a pick because home field is usually a three-point swing. Three point, yep. So with that being said, man, I, I really like what Pete Carroll's done this year. Mm-hmm. A lot of people you know, including myself with all the injuries and the departures, thought that the Seahawks were in rebuild mode. Right. Shows how much we all knew because, know, yeah. yeah, Russell Wilson's still doing his thing. Like I said, I don't. there's just something about the Vikings team that doesn't doesn't do it for me. Right. Like, they haven't had one game where I watch them and I go, wow, you know, that team, that team's looking good. Right. So, you're so Seahawks. Yeah, I'm going Seahawks, 12th man at home. I think they're going to be able to pull out the win. They're tough to play it over in uh, Seattle. Seattle. I'm going the Vikings here. I just think they're going to go on the road and take this one from, from the Seahawks. So that is our episode for this week. Joey, have a great vacation. We I will. will catch While you, you freeze, in... think about me. I'm going to be chilling on a beach somewhere. We will catch you in two weeks when you're back. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Go to the new website. The Sports Frenzy Podcast.com. That gives you the links to everything Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, where to download the episodes, everything. So we thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Peace.